0: hello and welcome back to 365 days with MXM tune i'm maya a singer songwriter video maker oakland native and gym class hater i'm also a big fan of history i love untold stories gross facts hidden secrets anything weird dark and funky from the past so each day i'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you so let's take a look at today's stories it's 365 with MXM Tune. Every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. Know it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's three, sixty, five, exam two. Today in 1861, James Nysmith was born. Who's James Nysmith, you ask? Well, he's the inventor of one of the world's favorite games, basketball. But let's reverse. Nysmith was born on a farm in Almonte, Ontario, Canada. His parents were immigrants from Scotland. He was never given a middle name, although during his time at the University of Kansas, an administrator accidentally gave him the middle initial A, which was used on and off throughout his adulthood. Nysmith wasn't a great student, but he loved being outside, working on the farm or playing outside with other school children. They played games like Hide and Seek and Catch, as well as an adaption of a medieval game called Duck on a Rock, where someone guards a big balanced stone from other players while they try to throw smaller rocks at it and knock it down. While playing this game, Naismith realized that softly lobbing a rock at the bigger rock was more effective than throwing the rock straight at the larger rock. This later proved to be pivotal knowledge in the conception of basketball. Naismith was orphaned early in his life and ended up living with his aunt and uncle. He graduated from high school in 1883. He went to attend McGill University in Montreal. Other famous alums include William Shatner, Justin Trudeau, and Leonard Cohen. At McGill, he played Canadian football, lacrosse, rugby, soccer, and gymnastics. He ended up earning his bachelor's in physical education. He went on to teach PE at McGill and became the university's first director of athletics. He then moved to the States to teach PE at the YMCA International Training School in Springfield, Massachusetts, which is where he would invent basketball. At the new school, Naismith was working with a particularly rowdy class one harsh New England winter. They couldn't play outside, and the students had a lot of pent-up raucous energy. The head of physical education at the school gave him 14 days to create an indoor game that would provide a sufficient athletic distraction for the difficult class. The parameters were that it not take up too much room, keep the track athletes in shape for spring, and be a fair game, plus not be too rough. Naismith got to work. He thought about the most popular games at the time, which were rugby, lacrosse, soccer, football, hockey, and baseball. He thought about the parameters his boss had given him and decided that a large softball would help the game stay away from being too rough. In the same vein, he realized that most injuries and contact happened while running with or hitting the ball, so he decided that passing was a rule. He put in even more effort to take away combat by making the goal unguardable by having it be above the player's heads. He thought back to the game, duck on a rock as a child, and he made it so that the most effective shot would be a similar soft lobbing shot. He named the game basketball and put together 13 rules. Rule number one, the ball must be thrown in any direction with one or both hands. Rule two, the ball may be batted in any direction with one or both hands. Rule three, a player cannot run with the ball. The player must throw it from the spot on which he catches it. Allowance to be made for a man who catches the ball while running at a good speed if he tries to stop. Rule 4. The ball must be held in or between the hands. The arms and body must not be used for holding it. Number 5. No shouldering, holding, striking, pushing, or tripping in any way of any opponent. The first infringement of this rule by any person shall count as a foul. The second shall disqualify him until the next basket is made or if there was evident intent to injure the person for the whole game. No substitution shall be allowed. Six. A foul is striking at the ball with the fist. Violation of rules three and four and such described in rule five. Seven. If either side makes three consecutive fouls, it shall count a goal for the opponents. Consecutive means without the opponents in the meantime making a foul. Eight. Eight. A goal shall be made when the ball is thrown or batted from the ground into the basket and stays there without falling, providing those defending the goal do not touch or disturb the goal. If the ball rests on the edges and the opponent moves the basket, it shall count as a goal. 9. When the ball goes out of bounds, it shall be thrown into the field of play and played by the first person touching it. In case of dispute, the umpire shall throw it straight into the field. The thrower in is allowed five seconds. If he holds it longer, it shall go to the opponent. If any side persists in delaying the game, the umpire shall call a foul on that side. 10. The umpire shall be the judge of the men and shall note the fouls and notify the referee when three consecutive fouls have been made. He shall have power to disqualify people according to Rule 5. 11. The referee shall be judge of the ball and shall decide when the ball is in play, in bounds, to which side it belongs, and shall keep the time. He shall decide when a goal has been made and keep account of the baskets with any other duties that are usually performed by a scorekeeper. 12. The time shall be two 15-minute halves, with five minutes rest between, and finally, number 13, the side making the most points in that time is declared the winner first game of basketball was played in December of 1891, Naismith wrote down how the game went. And in these notes, we see some differences between the original game of basketball and how it's played today. The players played in teams of nine, used a soccer ball, and shot the ball at a peach basket. By the next year, basketball had become super popular on campus. Dennis Horkenbach, the editor-in-chief of the Springfield College newspaper, The Triangle, wrote an article about basketball, calling it the new game. People wanted to call the game Naismith Ball after its inventor, but Naismith refused out of humility. The YMCA introduced basketball to the nation the next year in 1893, and Naismith went on to create the first basketball program at the University of Kansas. In 1904, basketball was introduced as a demonstration sport at the Summer Olympics in St. Louis. At the University of Kansas, Naismith installed a series of coaches who would go on to become legendary in the sport. His first coach was Fogg Allen, who coached early basketball greats. Adolf Rupp, Dean Smith, and Ralph Miller. Naismith worked at the University of Kansas for almost four decades. 1936 became an official event at the Summer Olympics in Berlin. Naismith held the honor of handing the medals to the winning countries. United States won gold, Canada won silver, and Mexico won bronze. He retired from the University of Kansas the next year. He died in Kansas in November 1939 at the age of 78. Naismith has one last surviving grandson today, also named James Naismith. Though he wasn't involved in basketball for most of his life, when the rest of Naismith's grandchildren died, he decided to pick up the mantle and become the face and the voice of the Naismith name. And what a name it is. According to ESPN, basketball is the most popular sport among kids in America. Now that is a legacy. Let's go forward in time for a music fact. Today, in the year 2000, Madonna played her first show in eight years. She played five songs, performing a 20-minute set at New York's Roseland Ballroom, beneath a giant American flag. All of the songs were from her album, Music, which had been released a month prior. She was wearing a tight black vest bearing a sequined name of an 18-year-old singer. The name? Britney Spears. The reason? Madonna says she worships the younger star. And for our final segment today, I'm gonna be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a November 6th in my life. So on November 6th, 2019, I was touring and I went to Canada and I was really excited because I had a special guest who was coming to the show that day and her name is Amanda Ratchley. She's a YouTuber, a vlogger, a bullet journal, a Bujo um, guru, if you will. She is super, super amazing, such a talented visual artist and also makes her own bullet journals for her audience and everything. But Amanda and I, for as long as I have ever been online, have been compared to each other because we look somewhat similar to one another (laughs) so i met her on um november 6 2019 for the first time and we took a selfie together and we didn't see the similarities until we took the photo together and we were like oh yeah we kind of do the same (laughs) thing but how often is it do you get to meet like one of your doppelgangers it's pretty rare so it was super nice and she's such a lovely person and it was such a nice joyous moment to meet her That's all for today. Thanks for going back in time with me. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more facts from yesterday. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.